Hello, Resurrection family, and anyone else who may be joining in. I'm Jared Bryant. I am the pastor. And during all that's been happening, it's really easy for us to forget that we're actually still in the season of Lent. Uh, This is the time of year, the 40 days leading up to Easter, that historically is a time of really reorienting our lives around this key event in history of the death and resurrection of Jesus, the Son of God. In this time of Lent, these 40 days are actually patterned after Jesus' own 40 days in the wilderness. And so if you watch the video, then you, you got a small sense of what this time might have been like for Jesus. I do think it's easy for us to just run quickly through these words. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. It's easy for us to forget that 40 days is a long time. And 40 days in the wilderness with no shelter is a very long time. And then 40 days in the wilderness with no shelter and no food is almost beyond our ability to grasp. But that's just where Jesus is. He is in the wilderness. He is in this place of danger. He is in this place of difficulty, a place of need. For us, we've been in a shelter in place for about two weeks, which means that we're not really supposed to go out and to try to stay put as much as we can, but we can still go to the grocery store. We still eat from our refrigerators. We still sleep in our own comfortable beds and under our own roofs. And we're still finding it very difficult. But Jesus is entering into to much harsher conditions. And what we have to remember is, is this, that what he is doing here, he is doing for us. What's happening here is a big part of why he has come and about how he will help us, how he is going to be our savior. He's just been baptized by John and he's heard this voice from heaven, from his father saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So he hears complete affirmation, pure love. And then we read in verse one that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness 40 days, no shelter, no food, just him. And it's, it's good for us to slow down and think about how hard this might have been, how long, how difficult, how stretching. And then at his moment of greatest weakness with resources gone, the most powerful adversary appears. And I think about how hard it is for you to respond well when you are tired and when you are hungry. If you're like me, it, it's really hard. If you're short on sleep, if you haven't eaten lately, then when difficulties come your, your way, your response is not great. Jesus here is being stretched to the limit. He is facing the most powerful temptation at the time of his greatest weakness. And the stakes are high. We, we have to see that if, if he gives in in this moment, then we are lost. There is so much that is resting on his shoulders, on his response. If he gives in, there is no other help for us. There is no other hope because this is the Savior we have been waiting for. And there's so much that we really can't go over right now. But I want you to see this, that there, there are three different temptations that are given and all are strategically handcrafted for Jesus. 
and they are all meant to draw him away from trusting in his Father and completing this work that he was sent to do, this work for us. And there are three takeaways that I want us to consider. First, Jesus knows what it is like to face difficulty and temptation. The word that keeps coming to mind for me to describe this time that we are in is disorienting. So I feel very disoriented. Everything feels off. Schedules are off. Relationships are off. Work is off. Home life is off. Sleep is off. And for me, it is all unsettling. And it was actually encouraging for me one morning this week to spend some time talking with some friends of mine about their experiences during this time. And in a strange way, it was comforting to know that everyone is struggling, that it's not, it's not just me, but these are times that are stretching and, and pulling on all of us. There's something about being in difficult times together, about sharing the experience that makes difficult times more bearable. And what, what we're seeing here is that Jesus is not distant and indifferent to the troubles that we face, that he has fully immersed himself in the condition of being human, that he can sympathize with us in the midst of our difficulties, in the midst of our temptations, because he has been there. He has experienced it. He has felt the full weight of it and even more. And so, so that's the first thing I want to, to acknowledge in the midst of this, that as we even have questions about how is God good and how is he for us in the midst of all these difficult things are happening, what, what we do have is, is this comfort of, of a Jesus, of a Savior who is, who is immersing himself in our condition. He knows what it's like to face difficulty and temptation. And second, Jesus shows us the way to face difficulty, and temptation. So think about this. In, in this moment of weakness, in this moment of desperation, where does Jesus turn to for help? What are the resources that he looks to? Three different times he quotes from the scriptures or the Bible. Actually, they're, they're, they're all from the book of Deuteronomy. God's words in scripture are what Jesus himself turns to and leans on when he faces his greatest trials. And if that's what Jesus does, then what does it say about where we should look? We are all being stretched in different ways, and we are all looking to different things for support and for encouragement. And what we see in Jesus is a good reminder for us that there is something in these words that are recorded for us that are passed down, that are meant to be a source of stability and strength and life. Jesus himself shows us the way to face difficulty and temptation. And third and the most important is Jesus succeeds where humanity fails. The reason why Jesus immerses himself in this place of hunger, in this place of loneliness, in this place of need, is he goes there for us. And the moral of this story is not, this is how Jesus fought against temptation in the wilderness, and so you should fight this way too. There, there is something about that, like I just spoke about 
just a moment ago. There, there is something true about that, but that is not the core of what is happening here. This is all about the gospel. We are seeing the gospel being unfolded here right before our eyes. The gospel simply means good news. And it is good news about what God has done for us. The gospel is not advice. The gospel is not saying this is how you should live for this result. The gospel is not advice about what we do to rescue ourselves, but the gospel is about what God has done to rescue us. And what we're seeing here, that it is not about our obedience and our faithfulness that matters most. It is Jesus' obedience and his faithfulness that is the foundation of our hope. Throughout scripture, God's people have a bad track record of trust when they are in difficult places, in the garden, in the wilderness, and we see it even in our own lives. But this is the message that is coming loud and clear to each of us, that Jesus succeeds where we fail. This obedience, this resistance at times of greatest need is Jesus himself beginning to reverse the tragic story of humanity as Jesus being this new perfect human in our place, doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And eventually that is going to take us to the cross where where Jesus faces our failures, takes them on upon himself fully. And so as you go away this week, as you go throughout your days, here's some final encouragement I want to leave you with. Remember that life in the wilderness is hard. Life in these strange times is hard. They're going to press you. They're going to stretch you. I've had so many conversations in these past two weeks where where, where I know that there is confusion and, and there is anxiety and there is fear and there is frustration. And we are, we are all feeling this. You are not alone. And what's also happening is these pressures are revealing things about us that we wish were different. They're they are drawing things out. We are seeing our hearts exposed during this time, and it is crying out uh, for Savior. And remember also that Jesus knows what it's like. He's not distant. He knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to face difficulty. He has felt it and more. He suffers alongside you. Remember also where Jesus looked. The scriptures show us the Father. They show us Jesus. They show us the way of life. They are a source of hope that I strongly encourage you to take time this week to sit in, to point others to these hope and these words that were been given. But more than all of those, remember the gospel. Remember the good news. When you wake up in the morning, as, as you look ahead to unknown difficulties and unknown temptations, some of them you will succeed in, some of them you will fail in. Remember this, that your hope at the beginning of every day does not rest on your obedience. It does not rest on your faithfulness. The gospel is that our hope together rests on Jesus' obedience and Jesus' faithfulness for us. Remember that good news. I'm praying it into all of our hearts because it is what we all need. I love you. I miss seeing you all. I'm praying for you. Much love along the way.